I'm here at the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco at the IGF Main Competition, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Achiro Lam. I run Dejabon Games, a Boston-area indie company. And what, what game do you have in the IGF? Oh, well, this one is called... A Reckless Disregard for Gravity. Awesome. And what inspired the game idea? Well, it's a base jumping game, so our gameplay architect, Dan, once emailed me a bunch of YouTube videos uh, about base jumping. And you see these guys screaming down the sides of mountains, you know, inches away from death. And we said, you know, we got to prototype this stuff. And so we prototyped it over the course of a weekend. We said, this is actually pretty fun, but we got to do more because base jumping, you know, jumping out of, uh, uh, you know, off of a building or something like that, uh, you got the wind in your face, you got certain death feet away from you, and you don't have that in a computer game. So we added, uh, you know, we, we tweaked it to add a little bit more, which, you know, you see in the final game. And, you know, in the prototype phase, what were you doing? I mean, how did you play around with things? What were some of the challenges you ran into when you initially tried to come up, um, tweak the, or I mean, you know, find something that was fun? biggest challenge in prototyping is always simplifying. We had these complex mechanics. We knew that we wanted you to be able to wind and weave around buildings and, you know, go here and there and, you know, steal skyscraper inches away from your face. How do you turn that into, you know, a game mechanic? Well, we, you know, we had about, uh, you know, a function that was a page long to describe the, you know, the, the logic for this. And we said, okay, well, nobody's going to get this. we got to simplify this. And so we, the base game uh, mechanic finally became two things. Uh, kisses, which is when you get within 10 meters of a building, you get a thousand points. And hugs is when you're within 10 meters of anything, uh, you get, uh, I think, 100 points per second. And that entire page of code became two lines. And the, the biggest challenge, uh, you know, was, was in that reduction process. But, but that process of actually coming up with something more detailed and then reducing it, that is necessary. It isn't just coming up with something simple. Or do you think it, you could have just saved all that time, but just you would have been able to come up with that reduction idea if you weren't looking... I mean, if you weren't looking to totally emulate the, the original concept. Oh, I think you're right. You know, you have to go through and, you know, you add and you add and you add and you say, well, you know, I want to be able to weave through buildings and I want to be able to do this and you want to be able to do that. And then you, you know, you play test it a little bit. And if people get confused and they're like, how, what does the scoring work like? I mean, how come I got 27 points and 200 here? Uh, you know, once you get something that sort of feels good, then you just have to say, okay, let's strip away everything else that doesn't matter and just get this core mechanic. So once you reduced it, then you started playtesting it? How, how did that go? Um, yeah, well, I mean, the playtesting, ideally, and I, you know, just between you and me and the audience, we don't always do it as much as we should. Uh, you know, the playtesting is ongoing. So we, you know, we prototype, we playtest, we go to alpha, we playtest, we go to beta, we playtest, and that's a, you know, process that you continue. And what, what are some of the surprises that have come out of the playtesting? Um, I mean, I'm interested in the idea of you using buildings as a theme rather than mountains or something else, or like something like nature. Um, what, what inspired those decisions? Uh, well, you know, buildings are sort of interesting to jump from. You know, you don't... Uh, floating buildings especially. You know, we wanted a cityscape. We wanted people to be able to say, here's, you know, here's a municipal area that you wouldn't normally be able to base jump through. I mean, you can't even really, really do that in the real world unless you get permission or if you sneak up to the top of the, uh, you know, the Empire State and base jump. Um, 
you know, so we, we, we basically took all of that and grew it organically. You know, what, what looks good? What feels interesting? And you just iterate on it, and eventually you get the final game that's hopefully, with playtesting, a fun one. And were there any other challenges as you're developing this game? Any surprises uh, that happened? Oh, there were plenty. You know, there's always the danger of making the game too difficult or too esoteric because day in, day out, you're playing and building this game. So you end up with something that you're really good at and you say, oh, you know, these levels are easy, these levels are fun, and then you go out there and you expose it to the public and they say, I can't do this. What is going on? You're like, no, it's obvious. You're supposed to put the red key into the green door and then you're supposed to elevate the tower over to the, you know. So, uh, you know, surprises... Uh, I, I wouldn't say there was anything that was like, oh my god, we got to redo this entire game, but certainly simplifying the game mechanic, uh, you know, uh, was a big one. And based on what you learned in this game, how are you going to approach uh, future games differently? How are you going to design and complete future games differently? Well, uh, you know, we're actually, we, after a project, we do a post-mortem, and uh, I like to learn good lessons as, as well as bad, so let me give you one of each. You know, one of the, one of the, one of the mistakes we made was disorganization. You know, we, uh, we're a small studio. We have four team of three people and then four other contractors or students at any given time. So uh, that's actually larger than, than a team that I'm usually used to working with. So, um, you know, we had to make sure, you know, that everybody knows what he or she is doing and uh, such that we don't have to say, oh, well, you know, you just worked on this for two weeks. Now we're going in this other direction, which does sometimes happen. So I think in the future, uh, from that lesson, that mistake, uh, we learned to basically step back every now and then and say, here's the 30,000-foot view, here's what we need to do going forward so that we can all make intelligent decisions. Now, the flip side of that, uh, a really good thing that we did that I think we'll continue doing is to keep character into the game. As an indie studio, we can do whatever we want. Now, people might not like it or people won't publish it, but I won't get fired at the end of the day. So uh, we imbued the game with the studio's character. I mean, from the name, which is 25 of the letter A in a row, uh, to the game mechanics where, you know, you you spray paint buildings and for points you flip people off. As far as I know, this is the only game in the world that has uh, a meditation track. So, you know, three minutes, if you get too keyed up playing the game, it runs you through a guided meditation. You know, no screamers, no jokes there. And then an anti-meditation, so if you're too relaxed, it'll key you up again. So, you know, we just have fun, and I think we'll continue to do that. Yeah, you know, while you're developing your game, were you just trying to focus on, like, having fun while you're developing it? I mean, how... You know, I'm trying to figure out, I've been asking other developers this, you know, do they just take it as a serious track when they're developing, or are they just trying to have as much fun and laughter while they're in the, you know, working together? How, how does that work? Well, here's the big secret. What's the right balance? Here? Well, the big secret of game development, indie game development, is you'll talk to a lot of game developers in the industry, and they'll say, well, no, game development is work. It's work. It's not supposed to be fun. It's just like hacking. I love what I do. I mean, this is just the most amazing job that I, I could ever imagine. And so it's sometimes very difficult. I mean, oftentimes I'll be up until 3 a.m., you know, but it's because I love working on this and tweaking it. And we get together and we have all these ideas that we talk about. And it's, you know, it's a shame to have to throw away 99% of them. But the 1%, you know, we talk about and we, you know, we, we drink a beer and we, you know, decide, oh, well, you know, I, I want to be able to moon people. And it, it, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Followed by a lot of work. 
So, thinking back to um, the, ti- the titles you've done, would you say that the games that you've had the most fun working on have produced the best results, or is there even any correlation? Wow, I think you hit the nail on the head. You, you can't really create a game that other people love, or at least I haven't, uh, unless you love the game yourself. And if you love the development process, then that joy not only shows through in the product, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the humor, but uh, in the quality of the game. Because, you know, you're going to want to spend that extra time to lavish that care and to polish here and to add these little features there. And it's because of that, uh, you know, it's because of that that we added the character to the game that we did. And um, any other suggestions then for indie game developers out there who want to make their own game? Wow, uh, man, that's a that's a long list. I'd say, you know, the indies here today, along with us, I think, are leading by example. They do what they love. Uh, you know. Uh, something that I say often and I hear often is start small, you know, don't try to create World of Warcraft if you have a team of one and a half people. Create something unbelievable and weird and wonderful and terrific and people, if you love it and if you, you know, if you're passionate about it, other people will be passionate about it too. And where can folks find out more information about the game? Well, you can go online to our website at dejaban.com. That's D-E-J-O-B-A-A-N. The game is also up on Steam, Direct to Drive, Impulse, uh, Gamersgate, and Wild Tangent. Thank you very much.